1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Some get stressed out preparing for guests over the holidays. Not Marcus Theaters. They can't wait to welcome you back to Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now to see Eternals and Clifford the Big Red Dog at MarcusTheaters.com. Can't have the big man without his music. Well, I didn't think we'd win them all, but now I'm afraid we're going to lose more than three. Santana, good morning. Oh, sorry. Santana, good morning. A rough one in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of tough, you know. But, well, you know, I, optimism, is, optimism is key. It, it is key. We, well, just, we, had some dif- we had some difficulties, you know, on so many levels. I think looking at that game is just uh, – well, first of all, let me say this, like we talked about last week, that Minnesota is playing for – Hopefully their playoff lives, and they played the game that way. And the coaches in Minnesota are playing for their jobs, and they put a good game plan together. Um, that being said, we had opportunities. I mean, it went down to the last field goal, the last kick, so we had ch- chances to win the game and come away with it. Just uh, didn't the ball didn't bounce in our favor yesterday. Well, the Packer defense started out the year, and everyone was saying, "What the hell is going on?" And they brought it around to where they shut out Seattle last time out. So I'm all in on believing on the Packer defense. And the offense is what was trending downward. They scored 30 points, then 25 points, then 24, three weeks in a row. And then less than that. Then they jumped back up to 31 yesterday. So they have all the parts. They need them to all work together. Yeah, and you, to your point, D, you've got the parts, but they have to be on the field. Kind of what I saw the issues yesterday defensively is our inability to uh, create pass rush just on one-on-one, meaning that with our down four linemen. The only time that we got consistent, now every so often we had a sack of pressure, but to have consistent pressure on a quarterback the only time we could do that is if we were sending blitzers or something like that. And what happens with that is if you've got two Pro Bowl-type wide receivers, which Minnesota has, then you got a lot of one-on-one matchups. So, you know, it really puts us in harm's way if we can't, if we don't have the ability to rush the passer. And, then, you know, you got to be on the field. And we've got injuries. There's nothing you can do with that with Smith being out. The Packers tried to trade for another designated pass rusher and and merciless midway through the season. He's on IR. So we don't have the ability right now to create consistent pass rush. And I'm not sure if that gets better going into the playoffs, but, you know, or getting ready for the playoffs. But they got to find a way to be able to get off the field defensively. And they had opportunities. You know, we're talking. Well, Savage did that. It looked like Savage had us off the field. It yeah. looked like in that, yeah. that, right. that and and he dropped it. I couldn't believe on the replay when it says like, oh, it's on the ground. It's not, it's it, not a pick. Exactly, exactly. So we had opportunities. Even with that being said, that if we make that interception, we're you know it's a whole different conversation right now. I um I was watching this game with a table full of friends yesterday, and when the Packers on one play tied it up, thirty-one, thirty-one. Everybody at the table after the celebration was over said they scored too soon. 
And, and that, it was still only tied. And that said to me, when they said, we all said, scored too soon, we have no confidence in the defense. There's no confidence in the yeah. defense whatsoever. Well, all Kenny Clark was it. getting good pressure early, and then the defense seemed yeah. like it went away later in the game. We missed yeah, our we exactly. missed we we they our team missed their chance on that interception. That was it. That yeah. was the play. Make that. Yeah, and it was a rough time. And it was a rough time defensively. And even I mean, not even that with just the penalties uh, defensively, the illegal hits. And you know, I'm telling you guys, it's it, the rules are the rules. But as an inside pass rusher, you know, a couple of times we'd have gotten off the field, but we got penalties for illegal hits. I mean, it's hard for one 300-pound man to beat another 300-pound man uh, on the pass rush uh, and run head up with the quarterback. And, you know, you might bump a helmet every so often, you know, but you got to be able to see whether it was malicious or not. But right now, the rules just definitely were not in our favor yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if you touch your helmet to another helmet, that's a penalty. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. The refs make these kind of judgments yeah. all the time. They can't tell when a guy is lowering his head and plowing into someone's face with his helmet. The rule was put in place to get rid of spearing and leading with your helmet. No, right, just and now contact. if you... Isn't it really in the spirit of what they were trying to eliminate, right? You're exactly right. Yeah, well, the spirit of the rule has to come into question. Well, players you know? still wear helmets because they expect some kind of head clunking to go on somewhere along the line. Every so often there's a bump. You're exactly right. So, you know, I mean, that's kind of the loser's lament. and that's, You don't want to harbor on it. You want to fix the things that you can fix. Um, you know, and as so far what? as penalties are concerned, you might want to look at the offensive side of the ball a little bit more because they had early in the game it was too many holding penalties. So you got to figure out what you can do about that, you know, and what? so you're not starting in the hole. What else can they uh, fix? Uh, well, they can have 11 men on the field on defense, <laughs> yeah. at one, you know, instead of 12, which Lafleur said in his presser that was embarrassing, coming out of a timeout. Yeah. To having twelve guys on the field, yeah, coming out of a time, yeah, he said yeah. that, and especially, and especially this time of the year, you know, like we, we talk, we talk about all the time. You should be getting ready for the playoffs in November and December. So to have too many men on the field, maybe that happens week one, week two, because somebody thought they were on the wrong personnel group or something got shouted out in the wrong formation. But this time of the year, that that is an embarrassing penalty. So I mean, again, to my point, you got to figure out what you can do with or without, what you can do away with as far as those penalties. As far as devastating or a uh, middle-of-the-season loss goes, how would you rank this one? Recoverable? Yeah, I think recoverable. I I think, you know, it's an arch rival. You know, we definitely knew that that game was – I felt like the game was going to be close because it's an arch rival. And there are a playoff – they had playoff aspirations going into this year. So um, I felt like it was going to be a tough game to pull out, but I felt like it was a game we could win. And, you know, to lose a game like that and we lost it the last possession, then, you know, i got to still feel like we're up-trending. we just got to get – got to be able to get guys back on the field, like your Bakhtiari and, and people like that. And, I, you know, the medical staff is usually cautious, um, but it's time to kind of start getting those guys out there if they're going to help us in the playoffs. You know, if they're ready to go. What uh, 
What do we do with Mason Crosby at this point? We kind of wish and hope for the best. You know, we know what we have. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's had a a rough year. He's had a rough year. But, you know, you got to kind of hope. You know, he's got a – we talked about it. He's got a new snapper and a new holder. And you just got to hope that they get some consistency going down the stretch. I don't think it's – we're in a position now where we want to release him and make another decision at the – as far as a kicker or place kicker is concerned. I'll bet you money when they hired Matt LaFleur during the interview and they said, well, if you're struggling with this or struggling with that, what would you do, Matt? I bet he didn't say, well, I'm a really good hoper, and I will hope that it gets better. <laughs> um, it's got you got to have more of a plan then. Well, how many, uh, you know. Well, I mean, and, that, and that's true, but, you know, he made a 50-yarder and comes back and he missed a, by six inches a 30-yarder. So, you know, I mean, at this point, I don't know if I would make the drastic move of getting a new place kicker or a kicker. Maybe at this point, maybe you make those decisions. Hey, if it's fourth and two or fourth and three, you may see me going going for it more often than just getting Mason out there. Then, you know, I'm not going to say, okay, it's not the typical three points that I'm used to. What do kickers do in practice? Do they just put it up on that little thing and kick it into a net or do they you know get the snapper and the holder and everybody together and or they just go outside and kick on the field or they just stand around the gum jar and (laughs) and stump their face with gum for most of practice well they do leave early they are home by lunch (laughs) literally you know you know but that that being said you know there's there's just a difference in practice kicking in practice and kicking in the games you know it's when those lights come on Everything has to lock in place, and it's just not doing that in our kicking game right now. He's just been so automatic. I mean, last year it was like, well, run Mason out there. He'll hit it. He'll get this. If yeah. it's a 50-yarder or closer, 55 or closer, he'll knock this through. And now it's right, just so like. so if they got the snapper and the holder and the kicker all together and said, okay, let's uh, have 100, uh, 100 kicks a day. Yeah. And you're right. Now, I don't think you can have 100 kicks a day because I, then you don't get the tendonitis. I was going to say, I bet you developed tendonitis <laughs> in your hip, I bet, if you kicked it 100 times. Oh, you get 100, right? Yeah. If 50? You miss, for every field goal you miss, you got 50 kicks in practice. I don't think you can do it. 20? 2010? We know that to be on the field, uh, joints are important, you, you, the knees, all that stuff, but uh, nobody really talks about the toes until they're banged up, and Aaron's got a toe right now. Yeah, yeah, he's got a toe going on, and you know, that he's tried to be a little hush hush about it and talking about which one and what's exactly going on. But and they're not saying what he's, the, and they're not saying what it is. They, he said, "Well, it's a little worse than turf toe, and turf yeah, toe is pretty right. painful." Tur- and turf toe is pretty bad, you know. Actually, uh, Deion Sanders just had toes surgery, and you know he's a Hall of Fame cornerback, and um, he's been retired almost twenty years. But they showed his feet before surgery and i'm like good god (laughs) really do they look like uh like some kind of knot on a tree or something like yeah like you're crossing your fingers he was crossing his toes that's what they look like (laughs) and you're a man who's seen a lot of feet in the locker room the price you the price you pay right how are your toes how are your feet doing I think my toes are pretty good my feet are my feet are all right but you know what if i walk and walk around in hard Sole shoes a little bit too long. They'll yeah. start 
getting that achy breaky to them. No, so, no. Yeah, you got to you got to take care of your the pot toes. <laughs> you know, at, at this age, you got to yeah. you got to get the right foot. When's, like, when's the last time you had a pedicure and treated yourself? See, see now you're getting all personal. Uh, uh, come on, I know you I have. Got a pedicure. You know, probably mid-summer. You know, your yeah. toes come out in Texas. I knew you did. Your so feet. You got, you got the flip-flops and the sandals in the summertime. So I'm going to say probably summer, mid-summer. You know, you go to the dentist every six months. You brush your teeth every day. What do you do for your feet? You walk on You them. should have a checkup every six months on your feet, I think. You got to take care of those feet, now. You, get you a, uh, fry in no the test? turkey this Thanksgiving? I'm being lazy. I'm picking one up this Thanksgiving. We're actually right. popped out because, you know, there's a shortage of turkeys, and I fell for all that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, if there's a shortage of turkeys, why don't we just buy one this year? So I bought, I'm buying a fried turkey. All right. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. All right. We'll, we'll talk, talk to you. you we'll Monday. talk to you next Monday, Santana. All right. You guys take care. All right. Yeah. Adios.